Well, over the years, podcasting has truly brought me some transformative relationships with friends and fellow educators that have absolutely not only changed my practice and my teaching, but changed my life. Welcome to the Teachers on Fire podcast. My name is Tim Cavey, and today I want to bring you the first episode from a new monthly series that I'm calling Edu Podcaster Summits, live streamed introductions to other educational podcasters and their work. Although I've been hosting these gatherings for over a year, it was only recently that I decided to try integrating these conversations here on the podcast. As a listener of Teachers on Fire, I think you'll find value in these monthly episodes, and they may even add to your podcast subscriptions. You can view and interact with these Edu Podcaster Summits live on the first Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern on the Teachers on Fire channel on YouTube. This edition of the Edu Podcaster Summit features Barbara Bray from the Rethinking Learning Podcast, Dr. Wesley Fryer from the EdTech Situation Room Podcast, and Lainey Rowell from the Lemonade Learning Podcast. Enjoy. I'm joined by three amazing podcasters, and I'm really excited to shift up the format of the show. I've decided to meet some new people and get out a little bit more and sort of work through a Twitter list of amazing edu podcasters that seems to be growing every week. And so I have with me three podcasters who I sort of know to differing degrees, different levels. And I want to dig into their practice, find out more about just what makes their podcast go. What are their passions? What are their interests? Where do they intend to take things from here? So welcome here. I'm going to ask you to start off by telling us who you are, what is your context in education? And all importantly tonight, what is the name of your podcast? Lainey, let's start with you. Oh, thank you. Um, first of all, thanks for having us. I'm super excited. Um, so I'm Lainey Rao. I am an evolving learner, author, podcaster, um, international consultant, which is a lot easier these days because I don't even have to get on a plane. Um, and I am a former classroom teacher and district leader. Of course, right. our podcast is Lemonade Learning and my co-host, the amazing Bree Hodges. Um, I just, I love her so much and uh, I can tell you more about our story, but I want to hear from Barbara and Wes. Did I answer all the questions? You're like, oh gosh, this did. one's already off the rails with this girl. All right. <laughs> I, I think you did. Welcome here, Lainey. Dr. Wes Fryer. Hey. So... Uh, I've been podcasting since 2005, and I have not faded entirely in my Speed of Creativity podcast, but I mean, I'm lucky to get one out a month, but I'm a weekly podcaster with my friend Jason Neifer on the EdTech Situation Room, and so we talk about tech news through an educational lens on Wednesday nights at this same time, usually. Um, my context, I am currently a media literacy fifth and sixth grade teacher at Cassidy School here in Oklahoma City, and uh, <laughs> Last semester, I was teaching Spanish for the pandemic because we needed a Spanish teacher. Um, I was a, I'm was a recovering technology director, so I was the director of tech school for four years, and then last year had an opportunity to switch over to a new academic role, uh, so I'm an instructional coach half-time now that I'm not teaching Spanish, uh, and then teaching fifth and sixth graders, which is really a lot of fun, so um, that's pretty much it. That is a pretty impressive resume. You've got a lot of bases covered there. Barbara, over to you. Hi, I'm Barbara Bray. I have a podcast called Rethinking Learning, but I started as a teacher long ago. And then I was an ed tech consultant, and that's how I knew Wes. And um, I am a coach for, I try to coach teachers, administrators. Um, I work with uh, 
authors, even new authors. I try to help them because, it, it, you know, it's exciting. And I love, love doing uh, the podcast. I started that in 2017 and it's just been a lot of fun. All right. Well, I think uh, Dr. West has this beat with the 2006, did you say? 2005? Oh, wow. Incredible. Incredible. I, I would love to dig into sort of what podcast even looked like back then, but let's keep <laughs> this rolling. Tell us about what kinds of content you publish on your podcast. Do you focus on monologues? Is it one-on-one -on -one dialogues, interviews, or multi-guest conversations like this one? Give us a sense for those who are sort of connecting with you for the first time. Barbara, what's your usual format? Well, I started the podcast one-on-one -on -one because I wanted to get the stories. And uh, it's kind of grown. I do some now where there's several uh, people in the uh, podcast, and now I'm doing reflections. And the reflections can be one, two, or three or more people. And I'm really loving that because that's basically going deeper. Yeah. And then I'm doing some of what you're doing. I kind of try a little bit of everything. That's kind of where I'm moving to. It just evolves over time. Wes, what about you? So the EdTech Situation Room is basically uh, Jason Knife and I ranting about things. <laughs> no. news, <laughs> And then, just, you know, connecting dots. One of the things I love about it, of course, it's just fun to hang out. Uh, you were talking before the show about just this format and building community. I mean, without StreamYard now that Google Hangouts on Air has changed, all that. I mean, I wouldn't get to hang out with my friend in Montana like every week. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So if other people listen to it, that's cool. But I really just enjoy hanging out with Jason. But we do connect a lot. And it really, it's sort of like we have homework uh, to read, you know, the tech news and the headlines. Goodness gracious, with social media, uh, the tech correction, which is like this impending regulatory changes. How are we going to, you know, the social dilemma uh, and talking about a lot of stuff like that. But my podcast in the past has just you know, ran the gamut. I love oral history. I love interviews. In fact, my uh, sixth graders just finished a family oral history project, and I've got to be aggregating this week there four to five minute interviews, you know, together with fam uh, with family members. But I love to interview people about their lives, find out about, you know, the latest things in tech. I'm really focused on learning. And my passion right now is really media literacy and instructional coaching. So that's part of my focus. Well, my last roundtable was actually on instructional coaching and uh, that podcast episode will be coming out shortly. You, you mentioned, you know, just having these fun conversations. And I love when the podcast feels like a win if you just, if you were just talking at a cafe. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I guess that's not really a thing anymore. But <laughs> if you're just hanging out and, and it's almost like you just, just say, hey, let's record this, you know, and if it starts from that place, it's a win no matter what. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that approach. That's the way it feels when I've tuned into your podcast. Lainey, what about yours? What kinds of content do you publish with your co-host? So our story is kind of interesting. I feel like I have to explain our origin story just a little bit. I promise this won't start with like every little detail, but um, we started talking in March of last year because Bree and I had connected. And so we were kind of like coming together and just being like, oh my gosh, what do we do? We have small children at home. We're working full time. This is bananas. And just in our conversations, I said, you know, we should maybe just start a podcast. And we're like, no one will probably listen, but the two of us can just have this conversation. And Wes, I don't have the street cred that you did, but I, I have actually done podcasting in the thousands back in like, I don't know if it was 05, but it was around there. I did it for my district. But that went defunct a long time ago. And so anyways, when Bree's like, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, I think this could be really fun. Like, let's just do this. And she's like, well, I have the perfect name. 
lemonade learning. And I was like, amazing. Like, could we use that? And that was where it started. So we did about nine episodes where it was Brie and I kind of therapy, talk therapy for each other, where we were just trying to figure out what the heck to do. Uh, totally unscripted, unplanned. We would usually like text before, like, what do you want to talk about today? And it was really raw documentation. I'm not going to lie. I cry at times. Brie never cries. It's my mission to get her to cry, maybe from tears of joy. But um, it was it, it was that for like nine episodes. And then Brie's like, do you think people want to hear from someone else? And I was like, that's brilliant. Uh, Katie Novak agreed to be our first guest. And from then on, I was like, okay, we should do guests. And so we still occasionally do just the the two of us, but it's usually a guest. And we're getting ready to do our first one with two guests. And so that'll be a, a different thing, but yeah, that's what we're doing. When Katie Novak comes on the show, it just got real. So yeah. uh, that's, I mean, that's a really cool story. Yeah. She's singing Beyonce in like the first 90 seconds. And I was like, okay, uh, this is gonna be a tough act for any other guest to follow, but yes, she's amazing. That's yeah. not cool. a bad not a bad way to open. Hey, I want to say hi to some friends in the comments. We've got Rochelle, Rochelle here, Melissa, Chris, and they're all saying hi to each other. Great to have you guys <laughs> along with us joining us tonight. Well, let's move on to question number three. What is the main theme or area of your podcast? You might have touched on it already, but I know we sort of represent different you know, spaces and niches here. So Lainey, uh, go over that ground again for us. What is the actual theme or, or do you have one? Well... So it's funny, <laughs> we've, had, we've had some people be very nice amplifiers. I'll give a shout out to probably a person who's promoted us the most, uh, Dave Burgess. And he was just like, he was posting it and I was like, why is he such a nice guy, but why is he sharing? And so Brie and I reached out and we're like, can you tell us what you like about the podcast? Because we're not even sure what it is yet. So if you could tell us what it is, that would be like amazing. And he said, <laughs> um, well, it's like cool conversations with amazing people. And I was like, Sold. Okay, that's that's what it is. So we're totally unscripted. We have one question that we will ask people when they come on. What is your sweet and sour? And from then on, it is just conversation. So we try to be thoughtful in who we invite on as far as topics that we want to delve deeper in, but there's no real theme. <laughs> and, and what is your sweet and sour, like preferred, we're talking food here, right? Or drinks, beverages, what are we talking well, about? Well, we say like in life, like what's your sweet and sour in life? Like it could be personal or professional, but like what's, 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 what are you happy about? We're trying to think about silver linings. Like my kids are best friends now. They weren't pre-COVID. They were always loving each other, but now they're best friends. And that was something that didn't happen before. So sometimes we make it, a, you know, some people choose to do a personal sweet and sour, some do a professional and some mix it up. But from there, it's seriously just a conversation. We don't have any questions prepped or anything. <laughs> that, no, that is really cool. I mean, I, I enjoy all kinds. Some, sometimes I've gotten into the debate of scripted versus unscripted. Okay. I think both have their place. Mm -hmm. How do you, with, with completely wide open, when do you know, how, how do you know to cut it off? What is, have you got like a 30 minute target or what do you aim for? Uh, we shoot for 45 minutes and then okay. that, that does not always work out. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have some longer ones. We, you know, we didn't know what we were doing when we first had Katie Novak on. So we decided to make it two episodes and then we're like, well, and we did that again with uh, Jimmy Casas. And then we're like, no, they get one episode and if it's long, it's long. If it's short, it's short. Katie's happened to have a natural break in topic where she was talking UDL and then kind of professional learning for UDL. So, and then Jimmy's kind of had a nice break in his too. But since then we've just been like, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's, yeah. it's really raw folks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wes, I, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, summarize the theme or area of focus on your podcast. Well, so the EdTech Situation Room is a pretty pretty clear, like the Wolf <laughs> Blitzer, you know, Situation Room. We're talking news, and uh, we're, we're we're thinking about that as teachers, administrators, and educational leaders. My Speed of Creativity podcast, which is still alive, it's still out there, folks, um, <laughs> has really been a lot of reflection, a lot of interviews over the years. You know, I've actually interviewed my wife probably more than anyone lately. She teaches third grade, and she is a far more amazing teacher, you know, than I am. Um, it's fun to, well, it's not just fun. It's really beneficial to reflect. And I think that's part of how I got into podcasting was just you know, wanting to hear and learn from other teachers sharing their successes, their, you know, sometimes failures, um, just being able to connect and share um, our journey of learning as, as educators. And that's the journey that's always continuing, right? Because not only is technology advancing, um, but, you know, we, we should, I think, always be alive to learning and new strategies and ways that we can engage students. So um, I love to, to learn. And I think reflecting, we probably don't do enough of in, that intentionally and the podcast can give you an outside accountability oh my gosh you know i haven't gotten up a sh gotten out a show or whatever and it can push you in that direction to have some really good conversations that enrich you uh and 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 also build great relationships and connecting with other people so we want to welcome stephanie rothstein and i hope i'm not missing any other friends Thanks, joining stephanie. us in the comments great to have all of you here just some sensational educators that i've had the privilege of hosting recently thank you for that dr west and i was thinking you know if i want to turn to a podcast to explore the the ongoing battle between google and the country of australia i know which <laughs> podcast to turn it i know which podcast <laughs> will be watching that one Bart <laughs> Barbara, what about your podcast? What's the theme over there on rethinking learning? Well, it started out with stories. I am a, I wanted to be a storyteller and I am a connector and people would stop me. And when I was at, you know, conferences and just we'd talk and then another person come up and pretty soon I said, I want to know more about the stories. So that's why I started it. And what's been interesting is some of the, I mean, you mentioned Jimmy Cassis. He was on my show and so was Rochelle. <laughs> but Jimmy Cass yeah yeah but but Jimmy was on and we're talking and I my main thing is to find their story because there's a deeper story everybody has and I I'm trying to become a better interviewer and he said mm. he said some fun things he started saying when I asked him you know did you always want to be a, an educator he says well I was actually going to be an FBI agent I went okay so i need to know more about this and so he started telling me and i said well, how come i didn't know about this and he says you're just like barbara walters you got that out of me and i thought yes that's what i want to do so my last um reflection i do reflections now where you can really go into a topic a deep topic and i just posted one today with dr basil marin and jt taylor on now is the time to disrupt the status quo. And we pretended we were just sitting on the porch talking to each other. Oh my gosh, you got to listen. <laughs> it it's really good. It's really it's good. really, really good. And, and the thing that I found is that I really want to get into controversial conversations and, and disrupt the status quo. I've always been, you know, my rest, you've known me for a long time. I've been trying to shake things up, right? And so I figured, hey, I got an audience now. <laughs> and you get the right people on it's just so much fun and so that's where I, one of the things i'm trying to do is get the stories but go deeper
Yes. The power of a story, right? You can't go wrong with a good story. And I know all of you sort of uh, bring in story in different ways. Uh, shout out to the two fellows that you mentioned, Dr. Basil Marin and JT Taylor from Purpose Pushers, right? I've had both of them on, uh, on this show as well. They are fantastic educators. Well, speaking of fantastic educators, how does the podcast make you a better educator? I think Wes touched on this a little bit, but it, you know, this is in a way kind of our pitch to people watching. It's maybe it's time for you to start your own educational podcast. So Barbara, let's go back to you. How does the podcast make you a better educator? Well, one thing it's helped me is that if I really want to have a good uh, conversation, I have to learn how to listen better. And I think if you can really listen, then what happens is it makes you really understand the other person and, and, as an educator, I feel like um, I'm becoming uh, more open to hear what the other, you know, like if, the, let's say if um, a student was in the, my class and I was just really listening to them, I get to know them better. And so that's helped me. All right. Love that answer. Wes, how, what's your take on that? How does it make you, how does the podcast make you a better educator in your middle school classroom? Well, over the years, podcasting has truly brought me some transformative relationships with friends and fellow educators that have absolutely not only changed my practice and my teaching, but changed my life. Um, so, I mean, that there's that. Um, yeah, the whole process, as we already said, of reflection is really good. Um, it's kind of an accountability thing in the in the context of the EdTech Situation Room. I mean. Uh, both Jason and I debated earlier in life. I think Jason was like all through high school and college. I just did college. But, um, you know, having uh, having that outside encouragement to be reading, to be keeping up on things, to be following things, uh, but then also to connect dots, man, that is so important. We live in this world of, you know, quick headline and boy, did you even read that, you know, Twitter for a while during the election would, when you tried to retweet something, hadn't re read it, it would say, oh, do you want to read it first or click the link, you know, before you share it? Uh, that's kind of the world we live in. And so I think that podcasts allow this depth of, you know, because there's really, you can put your limit on the podcast, but it, the format itself doesn't have a time limit. And so I, I love that. And I especially love the connections that come from it because, I mean, just like tonight, there may be somebody listening that, that's hearing, that's going to click a link. that's going to, you know, hopefully the rabbit hole will be a good rabbit hole to go down, but to be able to connect to other people passionate about things that we're passionate about learning kids, um, you know, the effective use of educational technology, the ways in which literacy is redefined, and we need to be, you know, continually sharpening our saw and learning new skills. I mean, hey, it's 2021. Uh, and, and I just, I can't really get excited enough about podcasts as a learning platform and the process of creating them yourself for, for not only the learning that happens, but the connections that happen afterward. Fantastic. Can't agree more. And Melissa, shout out to you as you listen to us while working on report card comments. I hope this is a good rabbit hole for you tonight. <laughs> I hope this is inspiring and encouraging to you. Lainey, how does your podcast, how does that Lemonade Learning make you a better educator? I mean, I totally agree with what Barbara and Wes have said. Um, you know, for me, I've been on Twitter since like right after it launched. I have been on social media, but I haven't really been super present. And I'm trying to be really intentional in that. And for me, 
this podcast is a big part of it is learning out loud and kind of sharing what I'm thinking as I'm talking to someone. Um, and then there's also a lot of processing and reflecting, you know, after we record and I go back and I'm, I do the, um, I add the, there's not a lot of post-production. I don't know if I made that real clear, but we're pretty raw. Um, but I get to listen to the episodes cause I do, tr uh, transcripts for all of them. And, I just, I learn so much every time I listen to it. So, and then the people I get to connect with, and I, I have to give a shout out to Mel and uh, we've had some of our guests are in the chat too, Rochelle and Mike, um, I just wrote an article with Steph in Edutopia. So I'm so happy to see her. Um, I'm just making so many connections. I'm learning so much. I'm just, it's, I can't even say. And I spent like six years writing a book. Um, it could have been done in less time, but that's how long it took me. And that was like this highly curated, very well-crafted thing. And this is like, just like what we're doing right now, very raw. And I'm just kind of being vulnerable and just sharing what I'm thinking. And I could listen to it next week and be like, why did I say that? Um, but, uh, but I'm okay with it. This is like where I think I needed, um, you know, silver lining from the pandemic. I did not put myself out there in this way pre-COVID. And so now I'm doing it and I'm learning a lot more for it. So I'm super grateful. See, Rochelle, if you're still watching, that's how long it takes normal people to write a book is six years. Okay, that's... How is she even here right now? Like, I mean, have we all decided that she has cracked the code to cloning? I mean, we've oh. all figured that Rochelle can clone herself, right? Because there's just amazing. no way one human being can do what she does. She's amazing. I think I think she's got a VA who's uh, doing her commenting right now for her, on her behalf. Um, no, I, I, I'm kidding, but... Now you mentioned something interesting there, Lainey. Let's let's take a, a a real minute here. As podcasters, do you listen to your own content and critique yourself uh, with intensity? Or, okay, mm -hmm. so I see a lot of heads nodding. So we all so we listen to the episode right after it publishes. Do you always listen through once? Do you listen more than that? It depends on the you know like. I mean, just the, the one I just did. I had to listen because I was like, that was really good. I better hear. It. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I'm hearing what I thought I, you know, said yeah. and what they said, and it was so good. I want I I just had to. Oh, I I can't wait to put this one. Up. <laughs> you so, know, you sometimes get like that, right? Yeah. So I mean, I listen once through for the audio to make sure that the quality is good, and then I put it into Otter to transcribe it. So I'm then I go in and correct it. So I'm I'm listening to them all twice, no matter what. Uh, I don't really edit, but I'm listening just for like, is there a pop because of Zoom or something like that? And um, the whole time I'm going, Lainey, don't say anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid. <laughs> and then the, and then when I'm not talking, I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're so amazing. And so I, I, I try and reflect on how I could be uh, better involved in the conversation and what am I contributing to it. Um, but I'm just learning a ton every time I listen to it. And then I will t usually text Brie and I'll be like, you're amazing. Gosh, you make this show so much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Brie. And Wes, you were going to add to that. Do you, what's your level of critiquing? And, and you've gotten obviously past the, 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 whatever it is about hearing your own voice, right? Probably. Yeah, I think so. You just, you just do it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I do. Sometimes it's, it is to listen to the guests and, and process more. You know, it is a it's fun. I enjoy the dynamics of this live conversation. But in terms of some of the things that are said and thinking deeply about it and reflecting on it later, 
um, you know, I try not to, to nitpick and I've, as the years have gone on, I've done less post-production. Um, I'm glad to learn about Otter. I use a tool called Alphonic, which does a nice normalization, a web-based normalization. And I'll do that for my speed of creativity, but for the EdTech situation room, it's, there's only been a couple times I've needed to edit something out, you know, that was in the middle. And usually it's just like, I don't we don't even do bumpers. It's just like, here it is. But, um, yeah, I think that it's, I don't know. I, I would bet if you survey podcasters, mo I would think most people probably listen. I mean, of course you're going to need to, you want to make sure that you didn't, you didn't mess up. So I, th I feel like most of us do listen and a few times, maybe it's been the rush of the week or whatever. I don't get through all of it or I don't get to. And, and once in a while I do catch that mistake because I do edit in separate tracks. I'm one of these nerds that actually enjoys the audio editing process. So I love to, like when one of you is speaking, if I actually have separate tracks, I'll just delete the others. So it's, it just isolates that sound. But the risk is you can actually have a space where there's you know five seconds of silence if you delete too much or if you mess that up. So a couple of times, now I've published quite a few now, but a couple of times I've had that, that silence and thankfully usually someone reaches out or I catch it and I, I rush back in and try to get that fixed. Well, let's get practical. Let's let's talk business for, or not business, but let's talk about the art for a moment. What is one piece of equipment or podcasting gear that you would like to add next to improve your content? And maybe it isn't a piece of gear. Maybe it's something else, some other part of your show that you would like to improve. Uh, and it's okay to say there's nothing, <laughs> but oh. I'm assuming there's there's always there's always something you would like to add. Lainey, what would that be for you? Oh my gosh. So um, there's Steph says I make these faces that are like gifts, like, oh my gosh. So the, um, the technical side, like I try and keep it really low tech. Uh, Brie handles like the, the social media stuff. I handle the post-production minimal as it is. Um, I, we have gone back and forth because captions are very important to me. That's my history in online learning. Like I have to make it accessible. So I do dedicate a good amount of time to that. So that's been a back and forth. Like Wes, it wasn't always Otter. Actually, it started as Otter and then I started using Zubtitle and I became fixated on what words were showing up on the screen at the right time because it actually gave, you know, captions. And I, I was like, I can't do that anymore. So we went back to we went back to to Otter and then I'm using Headliner now and I'm just getting used to Headliner for like the audiograms. And so we're like right in the transition of we just started season two. So I have a lot to learn and I am happy to hear from all of you what is working well and what you would never do again. <laughs> Wes, what about what about you? What is that next piece of gear or you know, next thing you'd love to add to your show? Well, you know, I I find myself recording more on my phone than anything else. And it's, you know, it's the camera you have with you, it's the mic your recording yeah. device you have with you. But I actually went on my Flickr and I look for Bob Sprank. I look for recorder because Bob Sprankle in the back in the day had a Zoom H2 recorder, and so I um, this is my link. So uh, I, I think I want a handheld Zoom recorder. The new one is I like called the H2, but you know this is like NPR quality stuff. I think that you can really get some nice quality, and some of this is like multi-track which I'm more like mono's fine usually, but uh, to up the game, um, it'd be pretty sweet to have something like this uh, to go in the field, you know, when you're out, you know, recording, not from the house. Now you would hold these devices in your hand, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, there's or, different form, different setups. I mean, I think maybe he might even have some kind of a of a tripod or some you know some some kind of a stand that you're going to have as far as keeping him still. But I have not done a lot of that. Soup back in the day, I'm trying to remember the name of the recorders. We did a we called it Celebrate Oklahoma Voices, and it was a statewide oral history program or project. And we helped you know teachers make these interviews with their families or relatives or, or whatever. And uh, everyone got like a handheld battery operated recorder, and that was pre smartphone. But those are still fantastic. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't get a ring or a text message on them. <laughs> and as long <laughs> as your batteries are charged, you know, they can run for a long time. But there's a little technical, you know, to that. You've got to plug it in with a USB and you've got to, you know, edit it in something. And, you know, there, there's just a little bit more steps. So I, I, t I tend to like the sort of ethic of minimal clicks or steps. It's yeah. like quick. And so quick edit. And, um, but I, but if I could, and I, and I had the extra money, I'd actually buy something for my barbecue grill or I'd, I'd probably do that. So I have higher priorities than this, but if it was going to be podcasting gear, I would go for a high quality mobile recorder. That is really cool. I think we overlook as podcasters, sometimes we overlook the the value and the potential of at conferences. Let's just take a moment of silence to remember conferences. But, you know, you can, we've, we talk about podcast alley and setting up that mini studio, but it doesn't hurt to just walk up to people with your phone or handheld recorder. I mean, we see that with sports reporters uh, on the news all the time. And yeah. uh, the, the sound is just getting better and better. So not a mm -hmm. bad option at all. We tend to go to now for video first, but the thing I, one of the many things I love about audio as a format is I think it's less, com not confrontational, but it's just less um, uh, in your face and just less, more disarming to hold a, an audio recorder and then to just right. set that down. And you're like, yeah. you know, full disclosure, I changed my shirt and fixed my hair tonight when it came on. I was like, I am way underdressed for this. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about that when you're doing audio. And, and I really think this is a beautiful renaissance of podcasting. And where is it going to go from here? The fact that we can tell a smart speaker, hey, play this. And you know, most of the times it'll work and more people have a smartphone. It's really fantastic. So, yes, mobile recording is fantastic. Being able to capture it in the moment, because when something's fresh, people have things in their in their mind, the, the details that, that they won't remember later. They'll have the gist, but you can really get rich detail. And so, you know, use your phone if that's what you have. But if you have the means, you know, these field recorders can really, you know, amp up the quality of what you get. Cool. Yeah, beautiful stuff. I'm getting excited over here. Barbara, what's what's that next piece of gear for you? Well, I'm kind of like different. I have a son who helps me. <laughs> he does he's my uh sound engineer. I have a an editor and they tell me what I'm doing wrong all the time and I had to get the right mic and this one's not as it could be better. Um, and I was trying, I'm trying to, I have a book, so I'm trying to do an audio version. So my son just set me up in my closet because there's no other place that's quiet enough. And so I guess what I want to learn is I want to learn how to make a quiet space and then help my guests be able to get the right equipment also, because I've had some come on and the sound is so bad. I'm trying to, you know, figure out what I can do to make it better for them. And so um, I'm lucky, like I said, my son is really good. He goes, oh, you're having a problem? I'll come on. Now let me see if I can help you. And I'm like, oh. and <laughs> the other is, um, 
I, Tim, that's asking me how I do my show notes after. And what I used to do is I used to do the whole thing where, you know, I translate it, you know, transcribe it. I'd have, you know, Google do it or whatever. And then I try to go in, but now I'm having my guests help me create the, you know, the, cause I want it to really, really reflect them. And one other thing, um, I, on Spotify, there's a new thing where they want you to make a, a trailer, a video trailer for your podcast. So I have this friend named um, Erica Sandstrom, the green screen girl, gal, who just made sure I got my whole living room is a green screen studio now. So I'm now learning how to do, I mean, it's really nutty. I, my family doesn't know what to do with me, but it's really fun. But I'm trying to figure out how I can make, you know, all these different videos. Also try the, it's like, the one thing that happens when you become a podcaster, you start getting into the techie part and then you start getting into the, oh my gosh, I can go this next step. It's, it's hard. I mean, as an ed tech person originally, I don't think it's, it's in your blood, right, Wes, you know? Um, so I'm having fun learning and, uh, and I make a lot of mistakes, but I'm also learning from them. <laughs> but it, but it's important to remember you can always make it more complicated, and I'd encourage everybody thinking about this to to keep it simple. I yeah, mean, the quality yeah. you can now get with your phone. To Barbara's point, I've recorded in the closet. I've come out of the closet many times with a podcaster. <laughs> um, literally, like that's where all the clothes are, and that's the that's the it's best the audio place. absorbing yeah. place in my house. And my wife has just laughed at me. And what are you doing, you crazy yeah. person? <clears throat> but yeah, that's uh, get, getting away from reflective surfaces. You know, turning off fans, getting the area quiet, but you know, get your phone out. There's, there's great apps to do, you know, go for it. Download anchor. Mm -hmm. Go. Yes. Yeah. And that's a debate I, I have with the legend, Chris Nessie, because I, he's not a big anchor fan and he'll talk about that on the house of ed tech. But to me, it's, it's about like just helping educators take that first step to publish and just making that on ramp as easy as possible. Barbara, you mentioned our friend, Erica Sandstrom. I'm having her on the round table this Saturday to uh, show me some cool stuff. And if cool. you haven't, oh, if you haven't connected with Erica, she is a bundle of energy. Wow, <laughs> that, that lady is a ton of fun. She will keep you awake, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we and with, with green screen ideas, um, she's she's kind of my inspiration for this behind me. Absolutely. Well, we're starting to wind down, but we've got to ask. Tell us what you've got cooking. What is your next episode on the podcast? Do you know? Maybe I'm catching you flat-footed here, but, but what have you got or what are you looking forward to? Might be another way to answer that. Barbara, I'll go back to you. Well, um, I just finished that one I told you about with um, Basil right. and DJ, but um, I also did one with Rich Simpson. He's uh, amazing. He's the kindness ripple. He's uh, into um, reading and books, and um, but just put his up. So when I met him, I also met Natalie Reeves Billing, who's in uh, Liverpool. And I had the, I'm going to be putting hers up next week. And I'm so, so excited because hers is, um, she's an author, but she also has a stable house where she does all of her um, activities there. She has a room for um, Mary Poppins outfits. She has um, a science room. She has a jungle. So I have a tour of it. I can't wait to show it to you. And also you can learn about her. I mean, it's amazing the people I'm meeting and 
Rich was on a panel with her and that's how I met Rich. And then I met Natalie and then I went, oh my gosh, I'm going to Liverpool. This is so cool. So look for that. That's going to be a really fun one. I love the overseas connections. Yeah. It's like you have these surreal moments where you're you're plotting out show times based on 13 hours time difference. And you're like, what is going on here? But it works. It's, it's just where we are in history right now. So much fun. Can I just say one thing? Like I mentioned yeah. Rich Simpson. Rich is in, um, he's in London, outside of London at the Isle of Wight. And he used to be in Northern Ireland. And I, he doesn't have that accent. So I said, you don't have that accent. So he said, oh, you mean, blah, blah, blah. I went, oh, okay. I think, he, I think he actually said, if I use it, you won't be able to understand me. I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I remember him saying that. Though. Yeah, he did it though. He did. But uh, I mean, the thing that I'm finding is that now because of COVID, everybody's right there, right next door. The problem mm. is the time zones. Right. Um, but I, I just, I'm enjoying the people I'm meeting. I'm learning so much. And then the connections, like Wes said earlier about the connections, I can't believe who I'm meeting next. It's just amazing. And then to meet Wes here again, I haven't seen him forever. And Lainey, I've known for so long and we just haven't, this is just wonderful. This is a ton of fun access, right? Access. You have yeah. a podcast, suddenly you can meet anyone in the education world. It's really a lot of fun. Uh, Wes, what have you got cooking? What's coming up next on the EdTech Situation Room or, or your other podcast? Well, Friday, I just uh, cooked my first Brazilian picanha steak, but that was on YouTube. That was a different thing. Um, <laughs> mixing it up. Yeah, my YouTube channel is like so eclectic. Um, no, the thing I'm really ready to do and I've got to do is just reflections on the pandemic. I've heard, you know, numerous people talk about how important it is to reflect not only on our lessons learned, but like, what do we want to carry forward? What are the things that we we have learned or, or you know, individually, or maybe we have as a, uh, a school community, um, as, a, as an educational community? <clears throat> so actually, now that I think about it, my wife and I brains, I, I use uh, the, you know, old debater, I use flow pads to like brainstorm out. And literally, I think we brainstormed the whole one, maybe that we, I didn't even record. So it's a reflection on the pandemic and teaching and learning uh, and what we will hopefully continue and maybe also what we won't continue because the intensity of this year has been off the chart. And uh, certainly for so many reasons, we're looking forward to getting back to, a, a, I think, a less intense normal. But let's not just go back to everything as it was. There's a lot of really great learning that has happened for a lot of people. And, and I'd love to help carry those things forward. Well put. And Lainey, what's next on Lemonade Learning? Well, I, I just want to, if you don't mind, I'm going to touch, it's, it's to do with what's next. But so I have a history of online learning. I've been involved in it for 15 years. I helped write the national standards for quality online teaching. And um, so this has been really hard for me, for uh, everyone, for a variety of reasons. But for those of us who have a history in the online learning community, we have a sensitivity that there is people saying online learning is not good and all these things. So you will hear me at probably an obnoxious amount of times on the episode to be like, this is not online learning. This is not what we usually do. And so um, that's a thread that runs through all of them. But uh, what we've got coming up, and we just launched season two, uh, Yuritsa Vijalba, who is amazing. And oh my gosh, she has this, uh, I'm, her episode, we had to launch with it, um, which is don't take it personal, make it personal. Um, and she is just talking about all the ways to personalize learning and, can, and meet kids where they are. Don't ask them to come to you and um, see CRT. It's such a great episode. 
Uh, we just released uh, Joe Sanfilippo, who of course, he's amazing and so inspiring. And the way he talks about his community, oh, I mean, he's just so good at like giving everyone credit um, for all their contributions and honoring people and recognizing and just lifting everyone up. So amazing. Uh, we've got, I, yes, next up. Oh my gosh, I hope I don't say this wrong. Next up, we've got Vernon Wright. And then speaking of going international, we've got Evo Hanan coming on uh, in a little bit. So, and then there's, oh, we're, I just can't even tell you how happy I am. So excited at the people we get to talk to. They all bring such important things. And going back to your point, Wes, about what do we want to keep? So that's kind of a lens that we use for picking our guests. Like who are the ones that can tell us like what we need to be focused on as we move forward to rethink teaching and learning and what this is going to look like, not just now, but post pandemic. So very excited. You dropped some amazing names that I know we all we all know and love and appreciate. And uh, we've got Stephanie saying Joe's episode was really so inspiring. You're right. I mean, he lifts his community up like no one else. It's really awesome. I was going to say, too, uh, when Vernon comes on, I love that guy. He, he really brings such a unique, positive perspective. You're not going to hit your 45 minute uh, maximum there. You're going to break that. You're going to pass the 45 <laughs> minutes. I'll just let you know. Get get ready because he, I, he, I got very good. So spoiler alert, we did already record that one. Oh, and oh, okay. that was that was one where I actually I just I kind of almost forgot I was the host and I just kind of sat back and started taking notes and I was just like, you keep going, Vernon. Keep saying it. You got it. You uh, got it. Um, and it was awesome. And Bree is so amazing. Oh my gosh. I wish she was here, but hopefully, hopefully she can join sometime. She's amazing and um she brings so much. I'm so excited about our show. Yeah, that is on me. I should have uh, coordinated that a little better. So Brie, apologies, but we will connect with you at a later date. Well, we are at the end of our time. I want to ask how we can connect with you. And real quick, who here is on, is anyone on Clubhouse or or no? Are we saying no to the Clubhouse? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to keep up with what I already have going. I'm not ready. Like, Hey, I joined, no. I joined WT Social tonight, which is Jimmy Wales' new social network. And I'm on Mastodon. Like every two months, I'll post wow. something. Anyway, what is, I don't wow. even know what Clubhouse is. What is it? Clubhouse is an audio. What's the best way to describe it? It's like this audio meeting place where there are just different rooms happening all the time. You pop in. You sort of see a bunch of educators. Uh, Monica Burns has been on quite a bit. A lot of the name Vernon, I've, I've heard Vernon speaking there lately. So a bunch of, of the names that we would know. And you just sort of see what their topic is and you you pop in, you can, you can lurk and just be a listener or the moderator can call you up to the stage and you can talk. So lately in my, when I get into my car for my commute, before I, I get into podcasts, I pop into, into Clubhouse and I just, you know, get a sense of who is there. So I was just curious to see if any of you are in, but not yet, it sounds like, and that's totally fine. It, it you know, it might be one of these apps that just sort of uh, burns away yeah. after a little while, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I someone offered. I hear there's another app that's pretty cool. I'm still looking to check out. I think it's called TikTok, but oh. <laughs> there wasn't anyone's heard of that one. I hear it's really cool with the kids. So. <laughs> Yes, I, I do have a, a bit of a presence on TikTok as well. I, I try to do what I can, but hey, how can we connect with you? Lainey, we've got your Twitter handle, I know, on the screen, but for our podcast listeners, make sure you let us know how we can connect on Twitter and, of course, uh, tune into the podcast, the website, give us the works. Yep, so LemonadeLearning.us, and I always think of like three and I, us, as well as all the guests that we bring on, so LemonadeLearning.us, um, and then... 
I mean, once, once you get to LemonadeLearning.us, you can find pretty much everything. And then me, Lainey, um, I'm Lainey Rowell across the web. That's a bit of a spelling challenge, but L-A-I-N-I-E and then Rowell like Powell. So Lainey Rowell across the web for me and Lemonade Learning. Check us out. There it is. Thank you so much for coming on with me tonight. Dr. Wes. Uh, so I've actually decided to just try to put everything in one place. So westfriar.com slash after, and uh, you can get the Bacania video there on YouTube or the EdTech Situation Room or whatever. I have a, a long list there. And um, yeah, that's it. I'd love to connect. And Twitter is certainly my social platform of choice. And I love the conversations there. So that that's the best spot to find me. It's such a tricky balancing act, figuring out how do you map your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I see a lot of educators, uh, content creators sort of build, starting to build around their name.com. And I'm, I don't feel like I'm quite there yet, but it makes a lot of sense. You just, everything is linked back back there. We've got, just before Barbara goes, we've got Rochelle saying, oh, Lainey, <laughs> TikTok. And Peggy, <laughs> who's been, Peggy, who's been along with us, oh, Clubhouse is Peggy. new to me, we'll check it out. Rochelle's on Clubhouse. No surprise yeah. there, but yes, yes, yes. She's the one who told me about it. I was like, yeah, oh, I think wow. she was the one who told me too. And Peggy's right. so amazing. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Peggy, for joining us tonight. Barbara, how can we connect with you? Well, you mentioned name, uh, barbabray.net. That's where I put everything. I wrote three books. My latest one is Define Your Why, and that's kind of where I'm going with my podcast now. It's about the why. And uh, my, um, oh, you know what? I don't have my, oh, there it is. My Twitter is bbray27. And uh, my podcast is up on my website. So you'll see the podcast there and the reflections and everything. So that's where it is. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Lainey, Wes, Barbara. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was so much fun to sort of hear about your passions, your work and learn from you, learn with you. And I'm, uh, I'm glad to be connected just that much better going forward. So best of luck with your podcasting here in 2021 as we go forward. Hopefully we'll be able to do some real life IRL conversations and interviews by the end of the year. But until then, take care, stay safe and keep that fire for learning burning bright. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank Thanks you for having us. Bye-bye. Again, my name is Tim Gavey, and I'm proud to contribute to the education conversation through the Teachers on Fire podcast. If you enjoyed this Edu Podcaster Summit, make sure to subscribe to the Teachers on Fire channel on YouTube, where you can interact live with me and my guests every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Central, or 11 a.m. Eastern on the Teachers on Fire Roundtable. And if you haven't yet, make sure to connect with me at Teachers on Fire on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Boxer, and Clubhouse to catch more from me and hear from amazing educators who are bringing growth and transformation to K-12 education today. When you listen to my content and share your support on social media, you pour fuel on my fire and that inspires me to keep going. Thanks again for listening to this Edu Podcaster Summit in these challenging times. Take care, share an encouraging message to lift up a colleague, and keep that fire for learning burning bright.